welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Johnny Git, well, like I said, we're doing leadership. So do you want to very quickly bring Josh up to date as to what we talked about last week? So this is leadership? This is leadership. Hey, yeah. Um, I think the most time we talked about five steps of leadership, but I can't really remember them all. Um, I think the first one was uh, taking the authority. Okay, taking the position, yeah. Then the second one... Um, yeah, the second one was uh, building relationship with the people and getting to know them better. Um, and honor them. Um, then the third level was um, <coughs> share share your vision and build a vision together. Yeah. The four, fourth. What do you say? Fourth. Yep. One mm-hmm. was um, the um, yeah the development of the people. So training their skills and how yeah the way they are, and uh, we had the conclusion that this can just happen if you really live number two. So you can just live step number four if you really know the people and share time with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, number five was um, living it all together for ever. Yeah. <laughs> living together forever. Living, no, living, <laughs> living the levels two, three, and four like consistently. So it was, it was um, the, the teaching was taken from a guy called John C. Maxwell who does a lot of seminars and book, written books about leadership and so he's Christian but he, he teaches in any setting um, on leadership so um, it's very good so I'd taken some of his notes and, and sort of shared them um, last week So, but we came to the conclusion that um, you, if you if you don't get level 2 right then you just stick at level 1 and level 1 is just where you merely got the title and you've not you know, you, you are um, leading by simply just dictating and um, people don't really want to follow you. But, yeah. And, and we, you can see that sometimes um, in certain types of leaders. Um, but number two, then that is like, if you can get that right, if you can start to build relationships, people don't want to follow you, you're going to go a lot further um, in your leadership. So, so that's what we were looking at last week. And then um, we are now doing communication this week. Um, so what I'm going to talk about this week, I actually attended a um, leaders training weekend away with Catch the Fire um, a while ago now. Um, and a guy called Jerry Sinner and his wife was, were teaching 
what I'm going to share with you, and I've got permission to teach what he, what they were, what they were teaching, because um, I found it quite helpful. And what they were teaching was that if you know who you are and how you, your perspective on life, and you know that the different perspectives of the people that you're leading, it will help you to be able to communicate better. <laughs> it's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> Those windows just take so long to close, it's crazy. Yeah, for those listening on the podcast, if you happen to be, we're just closing the windows. (laughs) (laughs) That helps, doesn't it? Great, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, um, Jeremy Jeremy and Connie, they they did this training weekend, and they were talking about um, perspectives of leadership perspectives of life so we all come to life with it's almost like we're wearing a certain color lens glasses and we we view life in a certain way and we often view it in slightly different ways and there are there are loads of different personality tests that you can do to sort of help you figure out the kind of um, angle that you're coming to life with um, but the one that they were teaching at the weekend was based on the gifts of the spirit. So there's seven different, what they say, perspectives that people tend to, to either like lean towards one um, as they go through life. So this is for for us that that we can search one of those seven directions, or is it for um, the step number four when we train the people? Both. I guess, yeah. So, because if you know who, what your perspective is, and you know the perspective of the person that you're working with, you can, it will aid your communication, but it will also help you figure out what is the best fit for them and what is the best thing for them to grow in. And, and so, so it's, it's, it's a great thing to know in terms of leadership skills, but also in terms of communication as well. Um, so for an example, before I dive into this, um, there was a conference a few years ago, and it was when we were in the small building in Cleveland's Road, and it was conferences with Ivan and Isabel. They're really popular speakers, so we sent out the information, and the, refer- the registrations were coming in thick and fast. Like, I was overwhelmed. I was organising the conference, and... and um, we got to 200 and I said we're going to have to close registration because this is in Cleveland's oh, Road, right? Yeah. So it's a really small thing and, and we decided that we could fit 210 people with the overflow in the back room. So we were going to work out a video link so that people in the back room could watch in the front room. But we couldn't, have, no way could have fitted any more than 210. So after 200, I closed the conference because obviously... 
there were there was more than ten of us who were working at the conference, and I'm thinking this isn't going to work. So on the night, um, I'd set up this scheme where people were coming in. So I have my administration hat on, and we're going to talk about administrators. But I like quite the administrator when I want to be. So I'd organise this plan that people who had already registered could come and go straight in. But if people turned up without re- having not registered, then they couldn't come in. They were to wait in the little room, and then if someone who had registered didn't turn up, they could take the place for that service. Um, so that I knew that the building wasn't going to be over overwhelmed. Right. So so that was my my perspective on it, and I was like quite. I was being quite strict and I'd got the people who were helping me take registrations, don't let anybody in until I've taken them through there. Da, 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 da. It was all working perfectly until Sharon came. Now, Sharon's not administrator, she's pastoral. She walked in and saw these people waiting. She's like, oh, come on in. And she just took them in. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Now, that could have been a massive problem if I'd have blown at her. But because I'd done this training and other similar trainings, I thought to myself, no, she's seen this from a completely different angle. She's not seen it from the administrative angle. Like, she, she, the plan just wasn't in her head, even though I'd, like, shared the plan. All she could see were the people in front of her and the fact that they were just sat there looking totally disappointed at the thought of not being able to come in. And she just embraced them and brought them in. I'm like, oh! And as it happened, there were there were enough people not turn up for them to be. And then most of us, some of us, like sat. I mean, I didn't get a chair. I sat on the box. Um, so, so like some of us didn't. You know, like the volunteers and that didn't get to sit down. Um, but we all fitted in, and, and the conference went well. Um, but that was just an example of two people coming looking at the same situation but having a completely different response and if you understand each other and where you're coming from you're not you're less likely to end up with big massive um, arguments or you know conflict um, because you can then talk and, and ex, you know explain and understand each other far better so that's why I think it's important um, when we're talking about leadership just to have a think about, you know, where am I coming from? What is my life perspective? And then what are the perspectives of the people around me? And how can I then change the way I communicate with them in order to make sure they've understood what I'm saying and, and that sort of thing? So I'm going to go through them, this seven, um, and you, you'll probably recognise yourself hopefully in one or two of them and you were like oh yeah that's the way I do life and that's okay that's good because there's no right or wrong there's no order of preference I've got them in an order but they're not in any order of hierarchy or anything like that um, because we need we need everybody we need all the perspectives but we need to work together and we need to understand each other so according to this particular sort of way of looking at life there's the first one is the perceiver and this is your your, um, the person who is the one with the vision 
Um, in terms of like Christian terms, they're the ones who are like really prophetically gifted. Um, but in you know in the business um, terms, they're the ones who you know like. talking about what were we talking about leadership <laughs> communication yeah. um, so the if we want to communicate well just for the purpose of the podcast if we want to communicate well then we need to know what um, perspective and life people are coming to the subject with um, and so we're just going to go through the different perspectives now um, and we were talking about the perceiver so this is the person who, who gets to see sort of the big picture and, and where they want to go, the visionary, the one with the prophetic anointing, as it were, or the one with the, the ideas, right? Um, and so some of the... So the way I'm going to go through this, I'm just going to say the, the thing and then I'm going to look at some of their strengths and weaknesses as well. So it's good to know what your strengths are and perhaps some of your weaknesses so you can work on your weaknesses um, and think about how to avoid your weaknesses. So someone who is like this, the visionary, they're the ones who just get to see, you know, the bit, like I say, the big picture. They, they know where they want to go and, and they're just like, they've, they've got the ideas, yeah. But their weaknesses often is they, they can just be like a bit blunt with, well, this is where we're going. So let's go, let's do it, let's... And, and sometimes you can feel like, whoa, you know, like they can be quite sort of in your face sometimes, this kind of person, um, if they're not careful. Because they've got the vision and they want everyone to, to go there yesterday. Often, you know, like they want to be, they want to be there now, you know, like, why aren't you motivated? Let's go, let's do it. Um, and so they've got some good motivation skills, but sometimes they can... Uh, they can be a bit um, fast and furious. Um, but some of their, their sort of like strengths as well and their, their style of leadership um, is they're often, like I say, they're visionary. They're, they're the people with um, the ideas and the, in, in, um, the innovation. So they'll, you know, they'll be thinking out of the box and they'll be going for it. Um, they're the sort of people who are willing to take massive risks as well, you know, like they've got this idea and, you know, like they're just, they're just going to go for it and they go for it they're the kind of leader who, though they expect people to follow, they expect results and they expect action of people And they're the kind of people that if they if they want to like speak or teach or or you know share, and they're the sort of people who um, just have like one page with a few notes on, and they they just like start with the objective and then they just speak and they just go for it. So so they you know they're very sort of like innovative in the way that they come across and they're quite um, motivational. 
in their talks, in their preaching or their um, team meetings or whatever it is. But they do a lot of what we might call winging it. Mm. Um, so there's not a lot of planning and preparation. They just got the vision and they're just going for it um, without actually necessarily thinking about the steps to get there. So perhaps that's one of their weaknesses, is they don't come up with a plan necessarily. And of course you can see why we all need each other. We need the people that have the vision, and the people that have the vision need the people that are going to come alongside and help them work out how to get there. So that's the perceiver. Then you've got the people who come to life from the perspective of the survey. And these, these are the people who see a need and then think about how they can fix it. Or they, they want to, they're the ones that will be willing to stay back after a service, for example, to put the chairs away. Um, they're the ones that they want to provide the practical assistance. So how can we practically sort this problem out? Um, well, what if I bring this, this and this? What if you do that and you do that and, and let's meet this need, let's sort this need out? Um, often these people are very loyal and dependable. So if you've got servers in your group um, or the group leader is a server, they, they are going to be there every time you meet or, you know, if you, you they, won't, they won't have a day off work unless, like, they're really on death's door, you know, they will, they're the ones that are going to be there. They're the ones that are going to maybe stay behind to get the job finished. Um, servers are actually make the best deputies. Um, they're not always the strongest leaders, but they're definitely great second-in-commands. Some of their potential weaknesses. Servers can often be a bit more quiet and reserved, so they're, they're, they're not very vocal often. And because they're not very vocal and they're quite quiet and they don't you know, tend to sort of like jump in with their opinion or whatever, they can often be seen as they're not very interested in what's happening. But actually they are, but they're just not like talking about it much there um, mostly listening or um, they're more interested in how can we meet the needs of this, how can we do this practically um, you find that servers they, they also find it hard to have help so people who love to serve people who come from life from a, this perspective do find it hard to, to receive from others so that they can be, you know, like practically on death's door, and they they'll be um, thinking about how they can help you rather than how can you help me, mm-hmm. sort of um, attitude. And they they're sort of people who as well need a lot of um, encouragement in life. You know, they just they just absorb encouragement and they love receiving it.
so their style, their you know how they come to life or how they would come to leadership, their focus would be on um, on the practical and on the immediate needs. So they're not particularly very good at the vision for the future. They're more worried about the here and now and how we deal with the here and now and, and how we can fix the here and now. And if they're in leadership, they often um, create very um, functional organisations. And if they were going to do like any public speaking or leading a meeting or um, anything like that, they are teaching. They would they need that detailed plan, so they all have about ten pages of notes, and they'll literally go through their notes page by page because they they're not very spontaneous people. Um, they need to know what they're saying, and, and they they have their notes so that they can um, say it correctly. So that's two so far. Have you, do you recognise anybody yet? In yourself or anybody? Oh, yeah. 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 I think I'm. I have a lot of the server. Uh huh. Because I. Yeah, I, I like it to lead a group, but I can't stand it if I have to lead it on my own. I'm really happy if somebody's leading with me. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah, much more easy for me. Right. If I'm the second in command. And I'm, yeah, I think I'm not very spontaneous, but, um, yeah, if, if there's a problem, I'm, I'm the one who is always really logical, mm-hmm. thinking about it and um, fixing that problem and things you can do right now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so what's, what I'm not like is quiet and reserved. Right, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think I'm also the person who would create a, a very functional group. Mm-hmm. I really love it if it's, yeah, just well organized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with with these, of course, you you'll probably see little bits of yourself in all of potentially yeah. in all yeah. of them, and um, so you you, know, you don't have to. F- I'm not talking about putting people in boxes here necessarily. Yeah. It's not about that. But it's about just seeing out. Oh yeah, we do. I do do that. I I am like that, and and that's that's great. That's you know, um, we need all of them, all the yeah. But you'll probably like mix and match a little bit along the way. So the next one is um, teacher, stroke researcher. And these are the these are the people who do the investigating before they make a decision. Um, they you know they will be the ones that are online um, checking it all out, finding out what exactly it is that should be done or what's available. What you know, where are we going? They're the ones that are doing all the research, and they they enjoy finding out. You know they they're the ones who want to get to the truth. You know what. Was it that I, you know, church-wise, what is it that I should be believing? And so they're doing the research, 
Um, in the companies, it's like, well, what, you know, what am I doing? What, what, you know, what can we be doing better, and how can we be doing it? And, and you know, they're, so they're they're looking into everything in detail. Well, some of their potential weaknesses of a teacher researcher type person um, is that they can be quite argumentative because they've done the research. They've got it clear in the head what they think, mm-hmm. and if you don't agree with what they think, if if the teachers are not careful, they can be quite quite hard to argue with. Um, they probably like debating, um, and they probably make good debates, um, but they often believe that they're true because they've done the research, and they know what they're talking about, and they can be quite strongly opinionated. So if you find yourself as a teacher, just think carefully about how you come across. So their, their style to, to you know, leadership or um, style to life is they're often, um, the teacher style is often quiet, fairly quiet, potentially quiet people, um, but they're people who are often quite wise because they've done the research. They know that they know a lot of information um, and so they've got a lot of information to share. And often um, they like to impart what they know, they like to impart their wisdom. But a teacher will expect others to do the same. You know, if they if you're coming from that perspective, it's quite a shock when you discover that, you know, someone's gone a whole week without doing any research. And you're like, didn't you research that? You know, you've had a whole week to look into this subject, and you've not even, you know, opened a book or gone onto the web or whatever. Um, so, so they they come to the point of view of like, right, let's look into this. And so they they really want to motivate people to. Um, do study and research as well. Um, teachers often use, um, if they're you know teaching, mm-hmm. they like to use graphs and charts, and they like their PowerPoint, and they like they like to um, teach sort of line upon line. So, so they, they don't do a lot of winging. Like they don't go off tan- on a tangent while they're teaching very often. They're, they're normally teaching um, in order, and, and, you know, nice and calm and um, clear often. And teachers don't like using other people's material. Or if they do, they change it to suit themselves before they teach it. one is giver or the person with the gift of hospitality 
And these are the people who just just love to be generous. And they, they, they look for opportunities to be able to sort of give of their time, give of their stuff or give money or, or provide for. And, um, and they, they love um, to not only you know, give of their things, but they like to give themselves as well. So they, they like quality time. They, they like um, to support others. The um, potential weaknesses of these guys, though, is if they if they're not careful, they they can fall into the trap of wanting to control um, the people that they've given to. So let's take a random example: they they give a, a gift um, to a charity um, so that they can carpet the hall. Um, but they might actually stipulate the colour of the carpet. You know, you, you really want a red carpet because I like red. So here's some money, but it's got to be a red carpet. You know, so, so if they're not careful, there can be a little bit of um, control um, and manipulation there because they've, they've the one that's given, they want it to be used in a certain way. Um, another potential weakness of these guys uh, may be that they could potentially overlook the long-term goal because they want to meet the need um, for now. So they will be the people potentially that um, would buy the fish um, for someone who is hungry instead of teaching them how to fish. Um, that sort of thing, you know. So the you know the teacher would say, "Well, let me impart the wisdom. Mm. You get your rod or you get your your fishing thingy and you put it in the water and you catch the fish." And then if you do that every day, you have a fish every day for the rest of your life. But a giver would say, well, I've caught this fish, here it is for you. Um, so the slight difference there in how they approach life. And their style, um, they are really good at hosting people, though. They're, they're just really accommodating um, and they often have a, a gentle way of leading if they if they are leaders. And again, this type of person makes a good deputy instead of a first leader. And often, this type of person um, prefers to um, to have small groups, so they're not they're not all that keen on having speaking to to large groups of people um, but they're really happy with um, having a small team and teaching them and importing into small teams Are you still with me? Yeah. Not tired, falling asleep? No. Okay, good. So the next one um, is administrator. And are you recognising the gifts of the Spirit as well as we go along in, in this as well? Because administration is one of the gifts.
Often um, administrators, they come looking at a situation, but they kind of see the whole rather than the individual. Um, and so they are quite visionary, but they tend to look at, at the bigger picture and how the bigger picture can be organised and set into to motion. And so they, they, there are, their purpose in life is more sort of like goal orientated. Um, so they're, they're very good at sort of um, putting people in, in good, good places that best suits for the common good. I usually find that um, administrators are quite highly motivated once they've got their task, once they know what it is that they're doing, they tend to sort of like get very enthusiastic about it and get the plans together, get everything organised and in place. And they do tend to be people who are good at giving um, credit and honour to the people that help them and, um, and different people in the group. So with their potential weaknesses, um, though because they're so focused on the goal and focused on the plan and, and helping people fit into the plan and moving forward as a team, um, they, they can appear a bit bossy, a um, bit, you know, in control sometimes, um, and a bit insensitive. And that's an area that I've had to work on. Um, sometimes I've had to step back and think, how is what I've just said going to affect the person that I've just said it to? You know, like, and so being someone who likes to be organised and strategic, I've had to work on my interpersonal skills. I remember one occasion, um, I, all I did was walk into the room, and as I walked into the room, I won't say who he was, but there was a man who was about to put his used cup down on the table instead of taking it into the kitchen to wash up. And all I did was walk in, and he went bright red. He said, I'm going to take it out, I'm going to take it out. And he went over, picked his cup back up, and ran out. And I just looked at him, and I'm like, what? what? And, but I'd come across as someone who was so organised that he was scared of me, which is ridiculous. But, you know, like, not scared, scared, but, like, he... I walked in, and suddenly he's, like, thinking... <gasps> She's not going to be happy about me leaving this cup here. I better move it quick. And and jumped to action. And it was just like really obvious. And I'm like, what are you doing? I'm not going to shout to you. It's all right. It's going to be fine. Honest. Do I really come across as that scary? But I had to think about like, what am I doing to this poor man? You know, like, oh dear. So yeah, things to think about if you're that type of person. Another thing you've got to watch when you're an administrator is um, not getting too proud when things go well. You've organised something and it's gone really well and you think, yeah, that must be that. And you've got to think, no, 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 no. It's not you, it's your team. With the style of leadership um, for the administrator is they, they basically 
they're good at seeing the the, result, the final result and then you know bringing everybody together to move towards that and they're good at plans and working out resources and fitting things together and when they teach they like to teach again in order um, they've done you know they've got their plan they teach from the plan um, but they, they can they're alright using different various um, ways of teaching but they still need their plan they're not very good at going off and on tangents and things Because we're organised, we can actually bring a bit of clarity sometimes to the way that we explain things and, and um, help people. So that's the organiser, uh, the administrator. Then Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.